woke up this morning, walked out the door, and I saw that there was snow on the ground. And I looked at that snow, and I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> We've had enough of you this, this, this year, and I don't want to see you again until December. I really don't think we need that snow anymore. Uh, if, and if you agree with me, you should shout a loud amen. And there's a couple people who didn't shout amen. I just want to ask you, what, why? Why would you want more snow and more ice? Why? I don't get that. But I'm not here to judge. Not here to judge you. Well, this past week, I don't know if you guys were watching the news, but we saw an attack take place in the city of Toronto. And they're still sorting through the details. But as I was watching the news and as people were, were posting things on Facebook, I started to think to myself, wow, th that's a part of the city that I'm in quite frequently. I go to the Starbucks at the corner of Young and Finch quite often, if you, kn you know how much I love Starbucks. I go to the Pizza Nova in the other corner quite often. I go to the McDonald's at Young and Shepherd. I have stopped at North York Center Station and gotten food from the food truck that lie in the streets of Young Street. And so I was thinking, I, I was like, holy crap, I could have been there. And these kind of attacks, they place fear in people's minds. Because you, if you listen to the radio, people were saying, yeah, we're trying to get on with our normal lives. But in the back of our heads, there's still a little bit of fear. And so this morning, I want to talk, uh, utilizing as a topic, facing fear. Facing fear. And I believe that the enemy uses fear to stop us. He uses fear to to stop us from stepping into what God has for us. Tap your neighbor this morning and say, hey, neighbor, what kinds of fears do you have? You weren't, they, they, they didn't want to share with you. You're, you they don't want to divulge that secret quite yet. Tap your other neighbor or someone else that is in your row and ask them, hey, other person, <laughs> what types of fears do you have? Your sermon notes are, are in your bulletin, but you can also find them uh, on the YouVersion Bible app this morning as well. We all have fears, small ones, big ones. I'm going to tell you the story. This, this father, it wasn't me because I, I don't have kids yet, um, but this father was putting his son to bed, and he was having a hard time convincing his son to sleep in the dark. I, you know, I'd been there. He would say to his dad, Dad, I don't want you to turn the lights off. I'm afraid of the dark. And the dad would look at his son and say, listen, there's nothing to be afraid of. I sleep in the dark all the time. And his son said, yeah, that's right, you do. But you have mom to protect you. <laughs> Kids. It's funny. Kids are afraid of a lot of things. And, and, and when I was a kid, I was afraid of thunderstorms. Terrified of thunderstorms. I would, I, I, I would watch the news religiously for the weather report. That's all I cared about, weather, weather report. And so I watched the, the weather report, and I look at the forecast. Listen, I could have been a meteorologist the way I watched the newscast, guys. You don't understand. I would like, okay, this is where this system is moving, and it's a high-pressure system, so this, it, there could be a thunderstorm tonight. And when a thunderstorm was approaching, I'd set up my little fort in my parents' room, 
it, that consisted of my blanket and my parents' blanket, and I would hide underneath it, I would plug my ears, and I would wait until the thunderstorm was over. I would pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and then pray some more. That's how afraid of thunderstorms I was. Fear does, uh, fear drives people to do some pretty funny things. I thought that a thunderstorm would, you know, destroy my apartment building that my family lived in. That's how I thought. That's how I felt. That's how terrified I was. Fear drives us to do things we wouldn't normally do. Now I could walk outside in a thunderstorm and be okay. Might cringe a little at some lightning, but I've got, I think I've got that under, under wraps. I want to look this morning at a very small portion of our text. But it, it, I want to show uh, a couple of things this morning. How good our God is and how we can, we can live free. So we're in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, and it reads like this. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Imagine waking up one morning. You, you know, you go downstairs, go in your kitchen put the Keurig on, or make the coffee, for those of you hardcore fans. You make your coffee, you pour yourself a bowl of Fruit Loops, get yourself set up, and you say to yourself, I have no, does anybody actually still get newspaper delivery at their home? Okay, so survivors. And you say, I don't have my newspaper yet. And you go to your door to pick up your newspaper, and outside is a tanker, you know, you got infantry men out there, and you've got jets flying over your head. Now imagine how you would feel. Imagine knowing now that they're all here for you. Imagine being in that situation. You might drop your newspaper because it's no longer important. But that's what Elisha's servant felt that morning, that fear. And I want to explain this con the context for us because if we go back a few verses, we realize that Elisha had been thwarting the king of Aram's attacks. He, it was like the Lord was giving Elisha and he was able to speak to the king of Israel and telling him exactly when and where the king of Aram would attack Israel. If you read through the Old Testament, especially this portion of kings, Israel and Aram have been at war, and they just keep going back and forth. And I think I've spoken about that a couple of times. And so this was one of those moments. See, Elisha's servant was filled with fear and apprehension. And my sermon title this morning, as you know, is Facing Fear, because I believe that there are some of us in this room that have fears that they need to face. So let's, let's go a little deeper. What is fear? Fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, or etc. Whether the threat is real or imagined, it is a basic survival mechanism that signals our bodies to respond to danger with a fight or flight response. As such, it is an essential part of keeping us safe. God designed us to have a sense of fear. 
God designed us with this ability to see that if I put my hand on a hot stove, it might burn a little. If I take a fork, not that anybody's going to do this, and stick it into an electrical socket, I might get electrocuted. We are designed with that. But the problem is, when fear takes over, when fear takes control, it restricts us from doing plenty of things, many things. As a kid, I never was able to enjoy thunderstorms because I was terrified of them. And I wonder how many believers, how many people live with fear in control of their lives? When fear is, is left and when it takes root, it turns into anxiety. And I believe the enemy uses that to hold us back. I believe the enemy uses that to restrict us. And scientists say that a, a lot of anxiety is rooted in fear. A lot of, of, of what, what people are, are, are that just bind them up is, is rooted in fear of something. In fact, there are four ways that fear and anxiety can have a negative impact on your body. The first one is that it weakens our immune system and can cause cardiovascular problems, ulcers, IBS, decreased fertility, accelerated aging, and even premature death. The second is that it, it impairs formation of long-term memories, and it causes damage to certain parts of the brain, and it makes it hard to regulate fear and leaves people with anxiety. It, it impacts our brain processing. It interrupts processing in our brain that regulates our emotions. Left unchecked, fear can turn into to other feelings. Hmm. Finally, it affects our mental health. Long-term effects are fatigue and clinical depression and post-traumatic stress disorder. Fear can do damage to your physical body. And when it gets to an unhealthy level, there's nothing, nothing we can do except to face our fear. Now, how many of us have a fear that brings anxiety out in us? You don't have to say anything. Maybe you're afraid of flying. Maybe you're afraid of swimming. Maybe social gatherings aren't your thing. Maybe you don't like being on stage. Maybe it's spiders, snakes. I'm afraid of snakes. I'm afraid of snakes. We go to the zoo, I, and to be fair, I haven't been to the zoo in two years, but I don't go to the, the snake exhibit. I, I don't know who snakes. Sorry. Because why, why, why face that when I can leave it hidden? When I can leave that fear, just, I don't have to deal with that. Just compartmentalize it and put that box at the very back. And I have a tendency to compartmentalize. Fear sometimes it can be a, uh, a response to something that happened in our past. They can lead to unhealthy phobias. I read a list of phobias, and some people, they are afraid of cheese, which is different than not liking cheese, but they're afraid of cheese. Some people are afraid of white rooms. Some people are afraid of nature. All real phobias, guys. You know, you, you had cheese one time and you fell sick, and now you're afraid of eating cheese ever again. Which reminds me of a story. 
I was I was working uh, in the Pickering Town Center, and I had a burger from A and W. And I was like, "Yo, this is delicious!" And so I finished eating it, went home, and you know what happens when sometimes you go to a fast food restaurant and they don't cook their beef properly? You know that food poisoning is something I don't wish on my worst enemy. I got food poisoning, and for the longest time, I was afraid of eating another hamburger again from A and W. I would go walk past and be like, mm, no, not going to do it. Can't get food poisoning again. If you ask Jamie, she'll tell you some quite hilarious stories about my food poisoning experience. But I'm not going to share them this morning. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, you're right, you're right. Now, I know that's, you know, it's a slightly funny. Yeah, Pastor Tawan got food poisoning. But what are you missing out of when fear controls your life? The person that, the believer, the person that's afraid of flying, what experience does God have for them overseas that they're missing out on? The person that's afraid of of social gatherings, what experience are they missing out of because they won't go to a social gathering? See, when fear is in control, the enemy is allowed to, to hold us back. When fear and anxiety grip us, it binds us up and it holds us back. We all have fears, but as we looked at earlier, God put that emotion into us. And when that takes root and causes us problems, we're left and the enemy robs us of of potential joy. And the enemy has a plan for your life. I I know that we often say God has a plan for your life, but, but listen, the enemy has a plan for your life. John 10, 10 says the thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If he can steal you from away from going into something, and he can kill your ability to face your fears, he can destroy your body ultimately. The thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, and destroy, but but our God doesn't want that for us. And that's why we, we have to face our fears. See, there's no other God that says, I want to take your burdens away from you. Only Jesus says that. I've never heard Buddha say, hey, listen, I want to take all of your fears and all of your anxieties off of you. I've never heard Vishnu say, I want to take all your fears and anxieties off of you. I don't see the quote, cast all your cares on Buddha, cast all your cares on, no, cast all your cares on Only God, only our God, only the Savior, the resurrected King wants you to give him all of your fears. I find that to be remarkably amazing that the God that we serve is the God who wants to do that. Now we've been fooled into thinking that avoiding our fears is the way to go. That's the best way to deal with them. But God wants you to face them. God wants to take them away from you. Let me read what what David writes. You want to write this down. The, The first point is go to God with your fears. David writes, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me and he freed me from all my fears. He freed me from all of my fears. 
God is on your side. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you and I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You know, I grew up in church. Grew up, you know, felt bored. King's kids. Wee College. I'm a graduate of Wee College, which means I'm allowed to go to any Wee College in any church and celebrate with the graduates as well. I mean, it's not really true, but it's one of the things I do every now and then. We used to teach a song, or they used to teach us a song. It goes like this. Maybe you can join in if you know it. It goes like this. He's got the whole world. See, I knew you guys would do a better job than me if I let you guys sing it. You know, when, when, when Jesus says we need to have faith like a child, when I heard that as a kid, when I sang that, I believed it, and I still believe it to this day. But some of us, we've allowed fear and anxiety to take root, that we some, somehow have forgotten that he's got the whole world in his hands. He controls everything. He set the sun where it is this morning, and even though we don't like the snow, he brought the snow when it was here. He controls everything. And, if he, and, and, and I don't know if you believe this still, but if you believe this, you can say a good amen to this. If he is able to control the entire world, he is able to control your fears if you let him. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. He is the king of victory. We are childs of the king. We don't eat at the servants' tables. We eat at the king's table. He's invited us to be with him. And so if we're grafted onto the promise, if we are adopted by the king, that means that we share in victory. And if we share in victory because our king is a victorious king, that means we have victory over our fears. You need to know, we need to remember that God is on our side. God is on our side. Let me go back to the book. Let me go back to Kings. So the servant runs in, runs into Elisha and says, hey, Elisha, yo, the, the 55th military is outside waiting for us. And Elisha does this. This is what makes this story and this verse so cool. He says, don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. Right here, watch this. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fires because God is on your side. Can I tell you something this morning? If you allow fear to, to hold you back, it'll close your spiritual eyes to see that God is on your side. And this young man, this servant, he couldn't see the spiritual army that was around him. But Elisha had to pray for his eyes to be open. And my prayer this morning is that your eyes would be open to see that the fears that hold you back, the fears that have bound you up, the fears that have kept you from stepping into your destiny of greatness that God has for you, 
there is somebody on your side. He has an army that is bigger than any fear that is in front of you, and they are around you. God said, I will protect you. I will give you peace, but you have to open up your spiritual eyes and look and see that God is on your side. I don't know if that's you this morning. But I want you to know that God loves you. He never wants you to be harmed. He never wants you to be hurt. God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of love and of a sound mind. And so why do you allow fear to hold you back? Why do we allow fear to stop us? Why do we allow fear to block our vision? Ah, yes, I know, because we're human. We're human, and we do this at times. I've got fears. Pretty sure we all have a fear. But God has the antidote to that, and it's freedom. See, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is... Now, so you see, guys, come on now. Y'all know the verse. And some of y'all shouted out with a little bit of, you know. But I, I want... I'm gonna, let's try this again. All right, we'll, we'll make sure we cut this, the first part out of the podcast. Uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is... Freedom. Someone said liberty. I appreciate that. Liberty and freedom. And we have that freedom. That's why he left us the Holy Spirit. Because we can face our fears. Because the spirit of the Lord is in us. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God is on your side. God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. There are so many promises to help us remember that God is in control and God is on our side. So I just wrote them down for you. Psalm 46, 1, Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. 1 John 4, 18, Psalm 94, verse 19, Luke 12, 22 to 26, Psalm 27, verse 1. And my favorite, Psalm 91. I didn't put that up there, but he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. We used to, we used to sing a song. Maybe, maybe I have to put in a request next time. We used to sing this song uh, when I was a younger kid in the prayer meetings. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. Maybe I, maybe I put that request in next time. We are righteous because God has made us righteous. And when fear comes in front of us, when fear comes our way, we call on the name of Jesus. And we will be safe. We sang that song earlier, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Fear has no control over you. The enemy in front of you cannot beat the enemy that is on your side. You are a victor, not a victim. 
your fears and, and whatever comes in front of you is no match for the God who defeated death. And so this morning, I hope we can face our fears. I'm going to invite the worship team to join me. I love, I love how God works in the Old Testament and the New Testament. See, I love that that even, even though they didn't have the Holy Spirit yet, the Spirit was still there as he was in the beginning. And the same Spirit that was in there is the same Spirit that was with Jesus and is available to us. So I don't know if you're facing fear this morning. I don't know if something is holding you back. And, it, and if you're the type of person that you're not facing fear, you're not facing anxiety, well, guess what? Don't worry. You still have a part to play because God didn't call us to live alone. He called us as a church to live in community. And you see what the servant did, he was filled with fear, and he was able to go to someone that had no fear. And so if you have no fears and you're here and you're like, yeah, pastor, I don't fear anything, that's great. I'm glad that you don't fear anything. But there's a lot of us here that do. And so you need to make yourself available to us to help us get to where you are. There's still people who hold on to fear and anxiety, and they need to know that they are free. So this morning, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I first want to ask this question. You're here, and you don't have a relationship with God. You hear that this God wants to take all of your fears and anxieties away. You hear that this God does miracles. You hear that this God is so amazing, but you're, you're, you don't know him. You don't have a relationship with him. But you say, you know what? Today's the day. If that's you this morning, you want to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, you put your hand up. Nobody's looking around just between, between me, you, and God. Thank you, I see your hand. Thank you, I see your hand. You're here and you put your hand up. Would you, would you repeat that prayer? Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. God, I admit I'm a sinner. And I admit that you are the Savior. So I ask this morning you come into my heart and be the king of my heart. In your name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to know there's a party going on in heaven. Angels rejoice when one person comes to faith. But if you're here this morning and you, you have a relationship with God, you've been following him, but you know that you have fears, you know you have anxieties, and you know that they hold you back. And you say, I need to be freed from this. I'm, I can't be a slave to fear any longer. If you're here and your history is dictating your destiny, I'm here to tell you that there is someone that will interrupt that and set you on a new path. But my first point was you got to give your, your fear to God. And how many of us are afraid to do that? 
You see, because the enemy, he, he, he uses our fears against us. That's why people are stuck in bondage, because they're afraid of what's going to happen if they give their fear away. That's why the enemy is able to use people or not, use, not allow God to use people. But, but we are here in a place that is filled with the Spirit. And this morning before you walk out these doors, before you walk out that build, this building, would you give God your fears? And would you say, God, I surrender my fear to you right now. If that's you this morning, if that's you this morning, and you know that you've got fear and anxiety that holds you back, would you, would you be so brave, would you be so bold as to step out of your chair and, and come down to the front here? Would you be so, be so brave and say, God, this is how I'm giving you my fear. I'm making a bold step to get out of my seat and come right here. And you're not standing at my feet. No, no. We're going to turn this space into an altar so that our lives can be altered in a positive direction so that the fears that hold us back, the fears that have bound us up will be broken. The chains will be broken and lives will be healed. See, I believe that God is calling somebody or some people to do something and fears have, have held you back. I don't know who you are, but your fear has held you back. And God is saying, listen, I need you here, but you keep staying over there, but I need you here. Listen, today is the day. You've got to give it to God, then allow God to have control. So as the band is about to play, the band plays, and we're going to worship a little bit more, I'm just going to ask for... for for those who need prayer, just come on down and just start praying and, and we'll get to you. Pastor Jeff is here, we'll get to you. And we Listen, God wants to use free people. He'll use you if you're in a little bit bond, but He But imagine how much more you can do when you're free. Imagine what you can accomplish when you are free. Imagine what you can do when nothing is holding you back, when nothing, no chain has got you. Imagine what you can do with the freedom that you can get from giving your fears and anxieties and your worries to God and saying, God, you are in control of my life. You are in control of this world, and I am putting my trust, I am putting my hope in you because you are the God who defeated death. You defeated sin, and I will no longer be a slave to fear because I am a child of God. I am a child of the living king, the resurrected king, and I can't wait to see that new heaven and new earth. And I'm going to live in freedom and bring as many people to that new heaven and new earth as I can. So I don't want these chains on me no more. 